everybody. Welcome back to Black Card Rehab, the show where we go from zero to black, one episode at a time. I am joined today by my white friend, Paige. Hey, Paige. Hello. Hey. Uh, and on a scale of zero to black, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling that I ordered a pumpkin spice frappuccino yesterday because I refuse to endure summer any longer. <laughs> So white. I'm feeling pretty white today. That is very um, white. I, I celebrated my white culture with a pumpkin spice latte and a pumpkin scone. I don't know if you know. Pumpkin scone scones are bomb, though. They They're are. Good. They are. I don't. I don't want to say that pumpkin is the national fruit of white people, but. <laughs> It sure seems to be in all the stuff we like, so there we go. <laughs> and Crystal, on a scale from zero to African-American, how are you feeling today? Um, I am feeling um, the end of uh, the Avengers, except for instead of Iron Man, good God, uh, oh. it is our king. Um, uh, I Has it been three days yet, though? Because I feel like he could rise again. Like, I... <laughs> Do we have I enough mean, of those purple like, flowers? Oh my god! Like, yeah, it's oh, it's too much. It's too much. Um, yeah, but um, I mean, other than that, I am okay. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm sure the right decisions will be made in whatever future. Why am I sure about that? Yeah, I don't know why I'm sure about that. Um, <laughs> I hope. I'm crossing my fingers that all the right decisions will be made in subsequent movies. Um, uh, but yeah, how sad that we've lost uh, T'Challa. Um, yeah. Can I offer a pitch? Yeah. What's that? Have Umbaku take over. Oh, and have, and have oh. it be Winston Duke. Oh, Winston, Winston! Wow, my I mouth sat, my Duke. mouth got full of saliva. I just started drooling. Um, man, or John Boyega. <laughs> oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, oh, he's I been fighting for the people. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe that should be the new storyline: is that mm -hmm. the new Black Panther comes from the world where he has had to fight. All right. people. If there's anybody uh, listening that wants to take that um, Peele, pitch do it. Um, for just pretend like I said it. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was over here drinking a pumpkin spice latte. I couldn't have said anything. My mouth was full with delicious iced pumpkin treats. <laughs> <sighs> All right. And our guest today, I'm very excited to have her on. She's a comedian. Um, she lives in LA now, originally from Chicago. Welcome to Quita Love. Hey. Yay. Hey. And Tequita is a new podcast. Please tell everybody about your podcast. Oh, so my podcast is called Love Notes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a podcast where I talk to a lot of my funny friends, uh, mostly comedians, uh, in different realms, uh, and we share medical mishaps. That's the twist, Whoa. but it's get to know, getting to know the comedian and our friendships, uh, which is standard. But the medical mishaps or funny medical stories are, you know, that part of the medical world, which is, you know, the other side of me, which is my nursing job mm -hmm. or career. Yeah, it's fun. I found out. I've, Find out a lot about people. Uh, yeah, I, I would believe <laughs> that. Yes. 
What what if your what if one of your close friends just happened to be Dr. Fauci and like <laughs> he's like, have I got a mishap for you? Oh my god, that would be the longest. We will get kicked out of podcasts because it will be a year long episode, and then yeah. <laughs> Um, well, and today, uh, Taquita, on a scale of zero to black, how are you feeling? Oh my God. I'm feeling Sanford and Son black. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm, okay, I'm grieving because, you know, we did lose, uh, T'Challa and, you know, my, my background is pediatric oncology. So I worked with patients, my whole nursing career with patients with cancer, so, you know, to hear that he lost his life to cancer uh, and, and kind of, you know, lived his life like when, with a bang, for lack of better words, just like he just was kept it going. Um, like a part of me, I grieved really, really hard yesterday because it feels like, you know, even though I didn't know him, it feels like one of one of the people that I that I know the struggle that they would have went through, you know, like as like another one, like a fallen soldier almost in the, in the big sea world. Um, and then my go-to my like, and this is so bad, but the, I only clean up really good when I'm hurting or when I'm grieving. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so like I started painting my walls yesterday and like, I'm re like, I'm doing my house over and I got a lot of junk. That's why I say Sanford and son, um, (laughs) because I don't want to get rid of none, none of it. (laughs) But you know, the, my process of grieving led me to cleaning and, I found a lot of junk in my apartment. What's the most random thing you found? Um. <laughs> uh oh, it's a vibrator. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, let me tell you. So this, okay, that that is true. That's true. But it's not that it was one. For some reason, I brought three of the same one, and when I when I like was cleaning my bathroom, like three of them were just randomly in different places, and I, I was like, "There you, you know, there you been. Why did I need three? Because I kept losing them, um, and they were in my bathroom in the junk in the clutter. So now I'll be good. I'll be good until the end of pandem- pandemic. Right now, <laughs> I was gonna say now you got one for the car and one for the office. <laughs> And I don't know. Huh, this is too personal already. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into uh, the all all of the business that uh, a famous a famous singer put into a book and then a movie. Tell us about mm-hmm. tell us what we're talking about today. So, what we're talking about today is my and I, if I say my hands down favorite movie, I will probably, there's another movie that's really neck and neck, but this is one of my favorite movies. What's love got to do with it? Yes. Um, yes. Oh. what's wait, what's the, what's the other, the tie? What's the, yeah. the tie is the five heartbeats, but I love, uh, okay. music. I love the music. <laughs> I love music. Like I love movies with like performances and music and story like I love that like mm-hmm. as I got into this movie it did remind me of five heartbeats and yeah. how I liked five heartbeats so that yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah I love it um yeah so this movie came out in 1993 and uh it, it was based off of the book by Tina and Kurt Loder <gasps> what? yeah 
Right. Yes. Kurt Loder of uh, MTV fame. TRL fame. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Did he ghost write it or did they just write it together? His name is on the book. Wow. Because I looked up the book because it's called I, Tina. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even register that Kurt Loder had co-written that. Although he- he's gone on to write a bunch of stuff. Yeah. If you see yeah. Tina Turner's name, I don't think any other name you will see. Yeah, that's Like, true. even if it was there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I, I skipped that. I didn't even know. I just thought it was all Tina. <laughs> I was like, now, my girl. Now, have you ever read the book? I did not read the book. Um, okay. and This I made didn't... me want to read it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing is, like, so there, with, with, with movies... In books, like if I watched a movie before I read the book, mm. it takes away the fantasy of the creation of the mind. Yeah. And then I would replace what I saw in the movie with what they're talking about in the book. Right. Uh, yeah. And it takes away that natural, you know, when we grew, you know, growing up, when you learn how to read, it's like something that happens where it connects to like images and creations and there's a world and it's like, oh, it's so awesome. I think it takes away that rush for me. Because mm-hmm. I kind of know what happens, and but I, I not that I wouldn't read it, but I watched the movie so many times, I probably would be disgusted if I read it. Like I would yeah. be looking for stuff like, oh, that didn't happen. Oh, and it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm such a fan that I'll be like, uh, that's not true. The movie didn't say that. I do know <laughs> that there are further accounts of the abuse in the book. Right, so right. It's it's a, it's a rough read. So let me let's just talk about. So I had never seen this movie. Um, I after watching this movie, I planned to send an email to every older woman in my life and ask, "What the fuck? Why didn't you show this movie to me?" <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so good. It's I'm so mad that I didn't grow up watching this movie. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> So where, like, how old were you to create it when you first watched this? And, like, um, I, how did it happen? Let's see. I I believe I probably watched it when it came out. And the reason why is because I was supposed to audition for the part of young Tina. Oh, the little uh, girl at the beginning. Yeah. And because I was, like, I was a choir girl. I was in all these plays. And, you know, like, I did a lot of stuff uh, as a kid. And what happened, this is per my mom, is that puberty hit <gasps> and I no longer fit the bill of what they were looking for oh. uh, on the physicality of the of the girl to play her. Um, and that was that that's what my mom told me. So I was like I, at first I was watching the movie because I was like, I was almost I could have been in that movie. <laughs> and then um, I think uh, I watched it. And over the years. Every time I watched it, something else stood out to me or like as I grew up and had my own relationships, uh, it was more, it became more than just, you know, Tina Turner and the music and the dancing. It was more of like the person, the woman. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it I connected with it in different ways uh, at different stages of my life. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like at first yeah. it was like, oh, there's all these jokes about, you know, eat the cake anime. And mm-hmm. that at the time when that was Oof. heightened, it was like, that was funny, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, lo, here are the signs of men who, you know, like could possibly abuse you. These are warning signs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, you, you, I didn't think of it like that. It was like, but it was so well written and so mm-hmm. well played that it was like, it grabbed you because it was just lights, camera, action to me. It was like, oh, look at her, this beautiful, famous 
woman that's like, uh, and it was, it's like glamorous. And then it shows you the dark side, which, yeah. you know, you don't see, you know, you, you just, you don't see. And if you see it, you ignore it because that's Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but I was a little girl. Uh, let me see. 93. I think yeah. I probably was in my, my early teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you were first watching this movie, you're watching this, believing the, that you sh- you should have been in it. it like that, that yeah. like I could have done better than that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> I don't know if I thought like that back then, but it was one of those things where like, you know, like my mom had told me, you know, that it's, there's these people wanted to meet with me. And, and then I was out of nowhere. It was like, you know, I got boobs, I think in a period. And it was like, it's a wrap. You don't fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Um, so when I watched it the first time I watched it because it was like exciting, like, Oh, I, I almost, or I could have been a part of this. Yeah. And then it was like, you know, I can't sing like that girl could sing. I could never sing like that. I thought I could sing. Uh, and maybe that's the real reason why I didn't get it. Maybe they just was like, ah, oh, we see budding nut- nipples, you know, this is how we let this girl down. But, um, yeah, I thought, yeah, I couldn't, I could not sing like, you know, like that, the the girl that got the part can sing. Yeah. yeah. I probably hey. thought I could. <laughs> so Paige, had you seen this movie before? I had not. I knew the story though. Mm-hmm. So, and I knew a lot of kind of the story points. Um, I grew up listening to a lot of the music of Tina Turner's time that, cause my parents really liked it. And my parents played Tina Turner for us a lot, um, particularly some of her older stuff. And even as kids, they would be like, we're playing Ike and Tina for you, but you need to know that this man was horrible and did horrible things to Tina Turner and she is a national treasure and we shouldn't be okay with it. And it was like, from a very young age, this is probably one of the first conversations I remember hearing about um, domestic abuse that wasn't like, a person somebody knew. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I so your parents were like very explicit about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They were like, he was horrible to her. And I was just like, I am yeah. eight or whatever. So yeah. So I, I've known this story for a long time. I feel like I really want to read the book. It's been on my list for a long time. Um, I had forgotten that there was a movie until we mentioned it last week. Um and was very, very happily surprised to see that it was Angela Bassett, um, hero of this show. So, yeah, she is the hero of the show. Also, a vampire, vampire. Yeah, vi- yeah so we yeah. we love her on this show. She's the <laughs> best. I love her on everything. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So let's do. Let's uh, talk about our overall thoughts about this movie. Um, I know Taquita, you said that you've gone through different iterations of uh, your life. And like, so where are you at now with this movie? Like when you watch this movie now, what are you looking at? What are you paying attention to? I mean, when I watch it now, I still love it, but I pay attention to like, it's, it's always been a serious movie, but more, to, but now to me, it reads more, uh, more and less entertaining and more of like a message about like, spirituality and keep, you know, finding yourself and, uh, and not and domestic violence, number one, like signs of it, how to look for it, uh, 
And, you know, like it started very, very, very early with just somebody just controlling. And mm-hmm. like, you know, and now I'm just like, if I talk to somebody, I'm like, oh, you trying if you're trying to control me, this is the red flag. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So now, but I still love it. It's still entertaining. I, I can, I sing and I could do all the moves. Uh, it, 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 it literally gives me a jolt of like, it, of energy. Uh mm-hmm. And I know all the lines. It, it's sad. Um, you know, it's really sad what happened yeah. uh, to her and how it was portrayed. Uh, it's just like those dark moments because I've lived life longer now and I've had relationships that did and did not work. I've had people that tried to try to cross the line uh, with domestic violence. Um, and, I, you know, I knew that the, I would have to go through pain to let them go versus pain to stay with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, those are the type of things that it came, you know, that, that it spoke, it speaks to me now. It's just like, and she's, she's all hell the queen. I'm like, she is fierce, fabulous. And this is, this is when I say she, this was my, uh, <laughs> this is my interpretation of Angela Bassett most of the time, because I had never seen Tina Turner, uh, perform, oh, but uh, okay. <laughs> but this was how this is how my mindset was before. But now uh, I did see Tina Turner perform in L.A. Um, she did a concert a, a couple years ago, maybe five ish years ago. And when I went there, I felt like it was like I was watching the Jackson Five, or it was like I was watching somebody that I never thought I would get to see in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just it, it it did a lot for me and I love her you know I actually just I love this woman uh the, the actress Angela Bassett and also uh Tina Turner for telling her story because women been being you know abused forever and it mm-hmm. takes a lot of strength for somebody to come out and say you know this is my story um mm-hmm. and then to show how they you know, what they did to help heal um, and it was, yeah, this is what it, it hit me differently, you know, as an adult than it did as a teenager and Absolutely. also as a kid. Yeah. What, what about you, you Paige? What, what are your overall thoughts? I, I loved this movie. I, it, don't get me wrong. It is hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it is painful. It will bring yeah. up emotions, but it's so, it's because it's so well done. Like it is uncomfortable because everyone in this is fully embodying those roles. And even though it is difficult to watch, I'm glad her story's out there. And I'm glad that she got a movie of this caliber to show it. Like they did not skimp on this movie. It looks amazing. It's shot amazing. The music is amazing. And everyone in it is giving amazing performances. This is a, fantastically done movie i can say what i what i did mention is that i hated Lawrence fishburne uh, for a very long time i've seen him in other productions like i've seen him do uh plays uh at passing the playhouse with angela bassett and it wasn't until and i i hate to say this because i love him as an actor but it wasn't until his role on blackish that i kind of was like you know my heart was just like a little more settled like this you know, he a good man. Okay. You know, <laughs> so that's fun. That uh, that is interesting to hear because, and I will bring this up now because, I I did write down. I'm like, so have we let have we let Lawrence Fishburne be like leading man because he's a good actor or because he's fine? 
do you understand you know what i mean like so, is it like and i was like because i i'm the same way to quito like i still haven't forgiven the shooter from the episode the two-part episode of gray's anatomy uh, <laughs> i literally i i saw him in, in another show i started watching and i was like that motherfucker right there hell no i could not i could not that's that's good talent though and now i've realized that he played the hell out of that yes, role i was so scared of him yeah. i was like oh you know well, and so we, he was in School Days when we watched School mm-hmm. Days on this show. Uh, also super fine in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a, he was great in that movie too. Like I remember really liking yeah. his character there and being very impressed with him in that movie. And so I think that before now, the first thing I'd ever seen Lawrence Fishburne in was The Matrix. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like before we started the show and started watching these movies. And so I had no concept of him as a villain. I was just like, yeah, that's Morpheus over there. And so now <laughs> yeah. going back and watching his full catalog, I'm like, he is wildly talented. We yeah. should put him in more oh, stuff. Yeah, he he is. Like I, I've seen him perform, like I said, passing the Playhouse um, and many like August Wilson plays. Um and like I fell in love, you know, you f- you fall in love with the craft of an- being an actor, mm-hmm. uh, and you see like all these different levels, and you know, it's kind of like, you know, like I, my my jaw dropped because all of my all of my life I I had only known him because you know once you once you get that one image of a of an actor sometimes like you know you see them as that person, uh, and they, you know it's not real, but I had only like really known him from. Uh, what's love got to do with it and then later it was like i i started like seeing oh he did this and he did that oh you know he wasn't new but that was just when i when i paid attention to him and when you know when i when i connected in a way that um that made me feel strong i was reading about like he was really trepidatious about accepting this role so like he knew that that would be an effect of playing this role it's almost like he knew how good he was (laughs) and how good he was gonna be because he was he actually turned down the role several times until he found out that angela bassett was gonna play tina Mm -hmm. and in fact charlie murphy was actually getting ready to play like he was up for the role so really and it could have been charlie murphy but instead lawrence very yeah. different charlie movie. murphy does look more like ike turner yeah uh, he does <laughs> uh, and he's very good uh you know he's a very good actor rest you know rest his soul yeah yeah um are we sure that it was because of the character and not because of the strange bowl cut scarf combo <laughs> there was so many times i was like look at larry fishburne looking like the like the sheriff of nottingham right now like look 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 at larry fishburne looking like the village people look at larry look just look at him because like like yeah larry sure for lawrence but like the the first 40 minutes of this movie he when he's dressed in like normal suits and stuff <laughs> oh. i'm just like yes thank you uh, thank and he, you and he hasn't started hitting people yet but then oh, once yeah. he gets into like the leisure suits and the questionable haircuts and you're just like 
Mm. Wait, but the, the questionable haircuts were a part of that time. But I it was. Him. I mean, they mimicked perfectly. I was looking it at was, old pictures of Ike Turner, and I was like, "Oh, he for sure had that Beatles haircut." Okay, yep, <laughs> yes, yep. and it was actually a fa- it was a fashion movie too, low key. Oh, yeah. yeah, because it like it followed the trends of fashion, and it, it was so it was so it was so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Lord, yeah, he could get it at first, and until he shot Lorraine, that's when I was yeah. like, "That motherfucker, he something ain't right." When he yeah. shot Lorraine and, you know, kind of... Well, she know. shot herself. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. She made, he yeah. made her shoot he, her. He yeah. pressured her with emotional abuse yes. into yeah. shooting yeah. herself. Yes. Yeah, yeah. actually, let, let's talk about the... Before, yeah, let's talk about the abuse. I, it's so funny because... So Paige, Paige is uh, um, one part of uh, the co-hosts uh, the, of Cult Podcast, and I just kept saying, like... Oh, this is a cult leader. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I, I usually I tell people all the time and people are like, haha, that's funny and never remember it. But like I tell people cults are just domestic abuse on a large scale. That's all they are. It's the same tactics. It's the same ideas. It's the same control. And it can ha- that's how it can happen to anybody. Domestic abuse can happen to anyone because it's not you. It's the other person abusing you. In the same way, a cult leader is seeking people out to abuse them, but it's that same method of control and gaslighting and making you feel like you have no life outside of them. And that's, I think, how he kept her for so long, you know, because he made her think that without him, there was no Tina Turner. And that's wrong because she's a queen. And she's amazing. And she had more talent than everyone combined. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to see that through the lens of someone who wants you to feel less than so that they can keep you. Yeah. 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 That was that was well put because uh, he used a lot of from the movie, uh, at least he used a lot of manipulation yeah. And, you know, like if I'm spending the night at somebody's house and they girlfriend just shot themselves. Right. Uh, then I, why, I'm not staying, you right. know, but yeah. but that's that's Tequita not in the not in that, you know, like. But yeah. I've been in situations where people looked at me like you still with him and it'd be like, mm-hmm. well, I, you know, I, I ain't ready to leave yet. You know, like I don't know. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't see what they saw. Um. And I used to judge people. I have friends. I'm like, girl, you're so stupid, you know? And I would actually feel like that. I'd be like, why are you, you know, one of my friends, her ex-boyfriend picked her up, uh, or her boyfriend at the time picked her up in her car with another girl's jacket in the front seat. And like, I'm like, you know, he was with another chick. And she just was like, girl, like, you know, he said it was da 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 you know, he came home the next day, not at night, like he should have. And I was like, you stupid. How could you let somebody treat you like that? And then fast forward, you know, 10 years later, multiple relationships. I have so many things that I could call my, I would call myself stupid looking back, but it's like, when you in it, you don't see it. And you, you honestly, genuinely, like you think that person loves you or you feel like, you know, that, that you need to be with them or you know, vice versa, whatever it is that hooks you. Cause that hook, once you, once somebody got their hook in you, it, you know, they learn you and then it's kind of hard to detach and that's yeah. where the strength comes from. The important thing to remember too, is that no one gets into a relationship with someone who is a monster. Like yeah. you always get into a relationship because you love that person and you have good times with that person and 
they're not constantly terrible to you they are occasionally good to you and that's what makes it harder to leave because your brain tries to reconcile the genuinely good memories and times that you've had with that person with the reality that they are actively hurting you and Mm -hmm. it's really really tough for people to see that and often people can't leave those situations until they're personally ready to do so and that's very difficult dynamic it's tough yeah, I there was a there was a thing that I had heard like years ago and I don't even remember where I heard it from, but I remember um hearing a woman talking about like learning from relationships or a a relationship in her 20s and she's like she said basically like I realized at a certain point that I didn't want to be with him, I wanted to be him and I had made the mis- I had confused those two things. Ooh. And that totally like made me think of the beginning of this movie where yeah. she's in the club and she's the star and he sees it. And, you know, it's it's really easy to conflate somebody like admiring you and wanting to make you a star and like and they're doing something that you admire with like love and not to say that there wasn't a genuine following and love there but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of you know my infatuations and love interests in my 20s were men that I actually just wanted to be them like they were on stage or they were in they were doing something that I wish that I could do um, and then once you start doing that thing and then taking the, you know, the light, then you see who that person really is, is how they behave when you get the attention. Yeah. I think the best scene reflecting that is the one with Richard Spector, where mm-hmm. yes. he says, I want to record with Tina. And he's like, oh, do you hear that? Richard Spector wants to record with Ike and, Ike and Tina. And then Richard mm-hmm. Spector clarifies and he says, no, I want to record with Tina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Ike clearly immediately has a problem with it. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. You could so, see it. Yeah. Um, but you could also see in that scene, um, you know, Tina's hesitancy to to like outshine yep. her yeah. partner. Well, she's because she knew that the insecurities of the, the partner that was abusive, you know, it would she would have to pay for that. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's that's that was a really powerful scene to me as well, just because it showed like how much, you know, as women, we can dumb down who we really are and be less of who we could be and our potential to please somebody else. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, like to like to not hurt somebody else's feelings. It's like, oh. You know, like, don't, you know, you dim your light so other people can shine. And I think that that's something like if like. This person, uh, Tina, uh, or Anna Mae Buller, when she was called that, um, you know, like her mom left her. There's all these feelings of insecurities and not being wanted or needed. And then here comes somebody that wants you, says they need you. And then it's like they like shine, like glitz and glam. And then when you get it, it's kind of like, you know, well, I don't want to leave him because somebody left me and I know what that felt like. You know, there's all these things that like, I think multiple factors in your life play a part on who you attract, what you accept uh, and what love is to you, how you define it. But when I saw that movie, it was like they lived uh, like that lifestyle. It it looks it looks so glamorous, you know, like I was yeah. like, oh, that looks and look at them, a power couple. Yeah. You know, 
and like and me being a stand-up comedian you know as well as like you know they there's this like there's this rule don't don't date entertainers don't date other comics and you know and I could see you know I could see why that's one of those warnings is because you know there's a there's there's a chance that you could outshine your partner mm-hmm. and it could affect you know how they how they react or feel about uh your success yeah yeah absolutely well, what so? What are your favorite? What are your favorite moments of this movie? What are your some of your favorite lines? My favorite, one of my favorite parts is uh, when Anime Buller she got she went to her mom's house uh, after her grandmother died in the beginning of the movie, and I, it, it literally was like the way that uh, the story introduced the characters, um, and you know we saw her mom uh, Jennifer played by Jennifer Lewis. Um, and she was loud and she was rambunctious, you know, and she was just like, you know, like she was, yeah. you, you know, she was, she was like, you could tell, you know, like how opposite she was from Tina. Uh, mm-hmm. But then also, you know, like how she was like, you know, like the head of the household, sassy. Uh, but there's a part where, uh, where she's, where Tina's singing in the, singing in the mirror and she's trying on uh, the pearls and, and everything. And, uh, and, and, you know, like kind of like, uh, practicing for her mm-hmm. shot. Uh, and I, I really liked that scene because it was just like, you know, it was, here she is, somebody with all this talent and they didn't, her family didn't know it. Um, and it was just like, you know, almost kind of like the hidden parts of people that you don't see. And she got her shot. Uh, when she got on stage at the, at the, uh, uh, at that bar or whatever that club was, and she and she hit that high note, and everybody in that place lost it. And that look that uh, that Ike had in his face when he saw her, I was like, "Oh, she just, you know, like it's a wrap <laughs> from here." It was like, "I, you know, I'm a woman. Hear me roar, roar, you know." Mm-hmm. And she was, yeah. I, I I just loved how she transformed. Uh, and another one of my favorite yeah. parts is when Lorraine brings the baby over. And drop oh, and drops yeah. the kids off. He's like, "Oh, y'all hear you playing family man, huh? You playing family man?" She's like, oh. And he says, she, "She's like, say hello to your father." And I was like, "Lorraine, what am I gonna do with two more kids? What am I gonna do with two more kids?" And then Tina, you know, like right in her motherly place, you know, she was she told ask the little kid, "You ever been to California?" And and let him play with toys. That just showed, you know, the, the dynamics of how how much of a woman she was and is, you know, to me, uh, yeah. Some, and all the performances, all of them. Yeah. All of them. All of them. Sorry. It's one of my favorite movies, y'all. Proud Mary. <laughs> and, she okay. that. and she, they had that scene, uh, and she wasn't feeling good. And he said, you know, like my name on the marquee, we at the right place at the right town with the right song, but I need you to get on that stage right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you know, like, you see all the all the pain behind uh performing and when she when she had those tears rolling down on her face when she was on stage and she sung that song yeah. there's something on my mind won't somebody please tell me what's wrong that fool in love i didn't know what that meant when i saw it but i've been a fool in love many times and i was <laughs> like "Whoa, girls sing it okay. yeah this movie does such a good job of matching the songs with their particular lyrics with the way the storyline is progressing. It's, it's actually like, I would say it's, it's like musical levels of synchronicity. Um, 
to the point where it's like, wait, is this a musical? No, it's a movie with music. But like, because of how spot on, you know, there's like a song that like pairs just perfectly with what's just happened or what's happening in the moment or what's about to happen. That it's so great. And there's her, there's songs that she sings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when she kicked his ass in that limo, oh, <laughs> I, I, if I, as an adult, I probably threw something at the uh, TV because uh, I was like, "Yes, girl, get him!" And he was like, "Ah, it was." And you know, like fighting your spouse is not funny, but when you start to stand up for yourself and yeah. you start to take your power back, that was a moment where she was like, "I'm not scared to lose you," and that's one thing as being a woman. Um, you know, that's one thing that just stood out to me because it's like you love yourself enough to t- to put you first. And yeah. it took her all that time and all that pain uh, before, you know, she put herself first. And she she's amazing. And honestly, the looks on those white people's faces as they walk <laughs> through the hotel bloody. <laughs> uh, honestly, maybe sort of worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> it was. Oh, my God. I really wanted to rewind that scene, but I didn't have much time. I was like, that's funny. (laughs) Um, But I want to go back to like the transformation because she does such a good job of playing, you know, like her as a younger girl. And like when, you know, like she, she stepped off the bus and I was like, Oh, not the bank gang. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but yeah, she, and just the joy, the like innocent joy. She's, Angela Bassett is so good at, at, at playing that. I love that. I love seeing like the innocence and then you see her become a woman and kind of like get this groundedness. Like you see that tra- trajectory throughout this movie. Yeah. She played that part. Mm-hmm. Like it, like, cause like a part of it, I felt like I grew up with her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I'm watching two less than two hours and I, I'm on a journey and I feel like, you know, I grew up with her. Like I was a teenager watching it. I was a young girl watching it. I was an adult watching it. And the way that she portrayed, um, you know, where she was in life. And like you said, the innocence is like, you know, um, I th- what was her sister's name? Uh, Aileen. Aileen. And she's like, I, uh, she's like, Aileen. I'm trying to think. I can't remember the part, but, uh, something about that innocence of Aileen and the mom not knowing that this woman that got off that bus was different than the, than the girl that they left and who she was going to become was something you would have never believed, you know, yeah, you wouldn't expect it. Yeah. Yeah. Paige, what about you? What are your favorite moments? I was obsessed with her mom uh, because her mom (laughs) is terrible. And, (laughs) I love Jennifer Lewis, though. She's, oh, oh she does an amazing job in this movie. Oh. But I'm the a, only sinner in this house. That was yes. my favorite line. I wrote it down because she was like telling her you had to go out and get a job. She's making her sister take her to the club. And she's like, you got to get out of here. I've got a date. And then she, <laughs> and then she turns to them, to them and says, but don't get it twisted. I'm the only sinner in this house. And I was just yeah. like, oh, my goodness. Who is this woman? What is her life? That was the other thing that I thought was really interesting because she took the other daughter Mm -hmm. and then they seem to have had like a crazy party life in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. 
it's almost like they ran off to have fun and left anime behind. And I thought that was a very strange dynamic. I, not knowing as much about this part of the story in real life, I half expected to find out that they were like grifters. Mm. That was the vibe I got. But then instead, she was just like, I'm the only sinner. Get out. I fuck here. Not you. And <laughs> when she opens the door to Lawrence Fishburne, he's like, is your mother at home? And she's just instantly suspicious. I loved it. I was just like, she's <laughs> not having that any... money out. Yeah. He pulled that money out. And she was like, OK, come on in. Come on in. <laughs> she was not having any of his nonsense before then. And I loved it. So I think her scenes were some of my favorite, in part because they were a little more lighthearted before you get into like the meat of the movie and some of those really hard scenes later are so well done but tough uh so yeah i i really as far as enjoyed and quotableness uh the mom was my hands down favorite she's she offers somewhat of and of a comic relief uh yeah it was just like, you know, you like you don't like her, but you love her. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the longer she uh, was on screen, the more I felt like I was like, OK, I kind of get you and I don't agree mm-hmm. with you, but I like you like, yeah. OK, <laughs> all right. Probably shouldn't have had kids, but you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> but that that tells the story of a lot of people. They have yeah. kids young and then they the grandmother raises them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, you see later how different, you know, people turn out based on how they're raised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think we should have uh, a moment of silence for wig glue. Oh Um, my God. (laughs) Wig glue does a lot of heavy lifting in this movie. Um, yes, it does. Wig glue need an hour. Oh man, the second she she was like, I don't know, it looks kind of orange. I was like, oh my God, all her hair is going to fall out. Oh my God, all her hair is going to fall out. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Also, I, this is very silly, but I, there is a short set that Lawrence Fishburne wears that is so amazing and it only gets ruined by the fact that he's beating her up and i'm like why did a perfectly good shorts it would well it's like purple and pink it's like purple and like fuchsia like a leisure short set yes like a leisure short set and like why did a why did a perfectly good short set get ruined by domestic violence scene i don't know but i love that short set (laughs) his wardrobe in this movie is phenomenal yeah phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> I, and i think that i it would have been intentional to you know to kind of take away from the sting of how horrible of a person he was you'd be like like you said crystal like he was he looked good in that outfit but yeah. damn he beat her you know it's kind of <laughs> like it take do it take the sting off a little bit maybe yeah. <laughs> i mean he he's playing he played it so well i mean so believable and i have to believe that like his hit I, I don't even know what his process is or like what specifically he he picks in terms of like acting training but part of me is like you have to want to honor the care like especially honoring that living person tina you know mm. i'm just so glad that she let this story be told like you were saying and it made me think like i really i really hope that there are more you know, like I need a Nia, a Nita Baker story. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, 
there's so many people who's died and then we got their story and it was trash. And I don't know what it is about like the, the recent five, the past five years that have like fucked up people like the Whitney Houston ones. Um, the, oh, like, one, yeah. yeah, the Aaliyah oh, one, like, I, I don't understand why they go so wrong. Um, but this, cause this is so good. It's, it's good. It's good from a perspective of like a movie with music. It's a good from that, like acting it's good writing wise. We've watched a lot of movies that are like from this time period that have had a lot of, a lot of fat that could have been cut. Mm-hmm. This didn't feel like a lot of fat needed to be trimmed from it. Like, no, it it seemed, I I felt like it was paced really well, and at just under two hours, I felt like it was the perfect length for the story we got. Like there, there's no yeah. scene in that movie that's not at least partially essential. Yeah, so it was done really, really well. Yeah, really happy we watched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what do you think, like? I mean, we talked about the that line, eat, eat the cake anime, which Jay-Z and I'm sure countless rappers have said in a song. That line hits me different now because I I knew it came from this movie. And the whole time I'm watching this movie, right, because I also knew like vaguely the story. I'm like, even, even early on as I'm watching Lawrence Fishburne, I'm like getting caught up in the fact that like, you know, he's an attractive man. And like in the beginning, you know, like Paige said, he's not a monster, but there's this thing in the back of my mind of like, no, but he's the devil, you know, because I know what's about to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now like lines like that, eat the cake anime, they hit me different because I know that this it's referring to a very painful and very real domestic violence scene. Yeah. For a real person. Mm-hmm. I I was familiar with the phrase before I heard the Jay-Z song. And I remember hearing that song for the first time and hearing that phrase and going, oh, oh no. And yeah. it still hits me wrong every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, but you know, when the way that I the way that I took it, because it was from Drunken Love, right? That yep. um mm-hmm. eat the cake. And I think, you know, if if there was some type of uh, I don't know, like I would think that drunken love there are you know times when you you accept things that you wouldn't normally accept I guess that's you know I'm a Beyonce and Jay-Z fan so I I know that it was uh I I know that it was criticized when it was in the it was in the song um but I don't know the context of rap uh you know sometimes it normally is you know bars that rhyme and it doesn't necessarily you know, I don't think that Jay-Z or anybody's an advocate for domestic violence or who knows. Uh, but Drunk in Love is like, you know, I kind of feel like the, just the title kind of save it from from the backlash he get from the line. Well, it, it doesn't minimize domestic violence, but in a creative world, uh, when artists, you know, that's the, you know, the way they create. So uh, I would say it predates Lemonade. So, uh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I am of the mind that it was a poor choice of words and, uh, and it was an exaggeration. I, I hope he's not beating Beyonce. I still am mad that, you know, I'm, I'm mad that he cheated on her, but glad we got lemonade out of it. And so, I don't know. It, it, it rubs me a little the wrong way. Cause I don't like. Mm-hmm 
referencing it in that way but also that song slaps um, yeah yeah it's yeah. a good song yeah that, that that was my attempt to save it i like the song um but I nobody's mean, canceling I, you to no but, but you know what here's the deal i felt like if i was if you know if i was tina turner and i had that experience mm-hmm. and but that line eat the cake anime has been taken and you know it's been used it's been distorted and used in all types of forms and ways uh jokingly mostly comedically um and so and you know comedy is the way that people deal with pain so yeah it's yeah. you know it's kind of a, a cycle of you know we know what that means uh yeah. you know what the undertone is but yeah that song is is bomb and i like jay-z and beyonce so and lemonade <laughs> was bomb uh and cheating is a whole nother world but i think this this one people heard about um, yeah but I'm happy she expressed it because she let us know that she's human. And I think that's what What's Love got to do with it, too. It showed us the human characteristics of people, the good and the bad, and how they dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, let's give this movie our rating. So um, Black Card Rehab, we give movies rating out of five hair picks. So Taquita, what's your rating of this movie? Five hair picks. Yes, with with glitter and dust and bright lights and the best handle and the nails could be painted if they want to on the black fist (laughs) and Paige what about you I'm gonna give this six hair picks oh okay okay. I didn't know we could do more than five This, I thought you said scale of one. I was following directions. That's how white privilege works. Uh, <laughs> oh, Paige, I don't like you. <laughs> it is Black Lives Matter time. You know you can't try to. You can't do that right now. You got a bag back on black women on the time like this today. <laughs> Paige turns her Paige turns her fan off for an hour and a half uh, every week for me, so she can have it. She can have one extra hair. <laughs> Uh, this is my favorite oh she said white privilege oh Paige wait till I meet you in the streets no that's not a threat I don't want no issues no Um, but but all that to say this is my favorite thing I think that we've watched um uh as far as like quality like obviously I loved it when we watched Black Dynamite and Dolomite is your my name is fantastic uh but I think this is probably the best movie we've watched for this show I would say yeah Um, mm mm-hmm yeah, I'm going to agree um, with that because, but I will say this just for people who are um, probably going to watch this afterwards. It, like Paige says, it is a hard watch. So yeah. I did cry multiple times, especially oh, yeah. because like she yeah. just like, I think like, I mean, obviously I don't know personally Tina, but the way Angela p- plays her is so sweet and not that it makes it matter more when somebody is getting um, physically abused when they're sweet, but it is hard. I don't know why that, do you know what I mean? Like there's that innocence that you kind of are tapped into and you're like, this person does not know the storm is come that is coming and does not know how to get out of it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I did cry a lot and I just was like, the whole time I was like, Tina deserves every one of those $60 million that her German husband has. Like, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, every cent. Um, <laughs> like, she deserves everything and more that we can give her. Like, what a wonderful, like, human being. And, um, 
to have survived this. And, you know, sometimes when we watch things like this, you know, as people in entertainment, we're like, I I do have this thing in the back of my mind, like, it... (laughs) I don't believe that going through this much pain is necessary to um, to make it, quote unquote. Yeah. But damn, does it make for a good movie? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, um, so I did feel like, because there was commercial breaks when I was watching this, and I really felt like they needed to put the hotline number up, like the domestic abuse hotline up Just- every day. <laughs> Or if you like order um, it from Amazon yeah, during this time, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, because everyone's trapped inside. I was gonna yeah, say this whole you, coronavirus. If you stream it, it should recommend that to you after. Like it looks yeah. like you just watched What's Love Got to Do with It. Uh, other yeah. people who bought this have also bought boxing gloves and an extra secret <laughs> phone. It's just Jennifer Lopez and enough. Why did I yes. see that in the theaters? <laughs> Yeah. Because she kicks the crap out of that dude and it's great. Yeah. But Taquita, I'll let you revise your your hair your hair pick. Do you want to revise it? Oh no, I was just talking mess. I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like this is the only time you can say something if somebody be like white privilege, bam. You be like, but look, black lives matter what? You know. <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't know how long that's going, you know, you're right as much weight as it has today. I mean, so. I'm I'm hoping for a world where we don't ever have to again, yeah. where we yeah. have a more egalitarian system where people are safe in the streets. Uh, but apparently yeah. that seems impossible. Uh, yeah. So, you know. but this year has been man, this year has been the, the, the toughest, I think, across the board for everybody. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Let's I'll just we can all just get through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Tequita, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Do you have any like are you doing Zoom shows? Can people watch your comedy somewhere? Yeah, well, I'd I'd like to tell everybody that all things Tequita is uh on my website, which is www.tequitalove.com. T-A-Q-U-I-T-A-L-O-V-E. Uh, and that has all of my comedy, my stand-up. Uh, I did a web series called Nursing Notes. Uh, that you can have a link to that in my podcast, as well as everything about me. Um, in shows, I do have a show Friday next week. Uh, but all all of that is on my website, um, so that's where people could find me. Awesome. And Paige, what do you have coming up this week? Good lord. Uh, <laughs> I so by the time this airs. Cult Podcast and Horror Virgin will have already aired. And tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, tomorrow we launch our new show, Romancing the Pod, uh, with five episodes for people to binge on all streaming platforms. So that's what I have coming up this week. Nice. Um, And for me, um, this Sunday, September 5th, uh, there we're going to be doing a reread of a spec script that I wrote yes. for a show called Spec Script. It is uh, is a live podcast where comedians write spec scripts of shows that they've never seen. So if you want to hear a insane, bonkers version of Empire, which I still to this day have never seen, that script is uh, fire though. <laughs> Oh my yeah, god. If you, if you if you want to if you want to watch a live reading of that spec script that's going to be at 1 p.m. um uh, Pacific time on uh Saturday, September 5th. 
Um, Taquita, if you want to read one of the parts, let me know. <laughs> girl, I'm, I'm what? I'm in the house, girl. I, you can come count me in. <laughs> okay. You, you want to be cookie? <laughs> yes, sure. Uh, okay, perfect. <laughs> cookie has a lot of fun in that script. So. Oh, I can't Good wait call. to. I want to know what your. I want to know how you per, perceived her to be based on not watching the show. I know. This is going to be hilarious. <laughs> we we gotta have somebody come and talk about empire on this show yeah just so that you can watch it like i we, know i you watched static shock before you watched empire <laughs> something's wrong something's wrong with my life <laughs> oh my god um thank you guys so much for listening and we'll be black next time oh!